0: Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn Boys and we are so delighted Dave. we've got an amazing show for you guys tonight, it's going to be a great show, we've got so many things coming up, tell me, tell me Mark, tell me what's going on
1: uh, Tonight we're going to review a few movies You're giving me low
0: energy, I'm not, I'm just I did normal. high energy, I went high energy you I'm not me a low performer
1: like you, I'm just a normal guy and that's the energy I bring to the show The normal second guy. I
0: click that red button
1: record it's a show. It's a show, baby. <laughs> for you, that's what people like. It's the dynamic of the normal guy, me, <laughs> and then the the entertainer.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for. Good
2: morning, now. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work.
0: Okay? Can we talk about something other than Hollywood for a change?
2: No, well, I don't go to the movies much. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. So, what's your podcast about? Um
0: the movies I couldn't, I couldn't keep that hey how's it going
1: first of all that would wreck my voice mm. um my voice probably sounds a bit funny because i ate a very spicy noodle bowl of noodles there and now i got a bit of runny nose and a bit of
0: you're <laughs> sniffling you're sneezing <laughs> i got okay, it okay we're
1: you, with you you know when the chili kind of goes into your kind of goes into like your neck and it's kind of in there and you're
0: <coughs> you know
1: yeah that's um that's where i'm at on um, this what well, day i say what tuesday evening
0: it's a Tuesday evening um and and I also had reasons to have my voice sound different because I had covid mm. which is really embarrassing. You've been keeping up the old like that new hobby of yours of getting sick every two weeks. Yeah. For like <laughs> kind of since the start of the year. Yeah, it's really bad actually. Like I keep I I'm I'm being very hypochondriac about it but like I I i'm convinced i'm dying i'm convinced i'm dying and it's gotten to the stage where i am sort of a little bit self-righteous about it and even though like i'm fully aware i'm dying i'm like well you because everyone's telling me oh it's in your head you need to rest you're doing too much all this kind mm. of stuff and i keep going well you guys will be sorry when i'm dead yeah yeah. yeah. i'm like kind of willing to die out of spite just so as i can go huh yeah i watched a documentary yesterday actually You know, errol morris
1: you know those yeah yeah you he's know great. the first person ones that he made Which ones? First person it's called. It's like these 25 minute long documentaries. They're all on YouTube. Yeah. Interviews with weird people. Mm -hmm. There's this one guy who was being stalked. He fired someone from the post office. He was a post postmaster Mm -hmm. and he fired one of his employees and then his employee basically kept ringing his house, saying, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then, uh, because he hadn't really done anything or uh, the police basically couldn't do anything about it. And then he'd kind of be skulking around. He's basically stalking him. And Mm -hmm. the guy was just fully convinced he was going to die. It was actually very similar to what you described there, except instead of an illness, it was a man who was going to kill him.
0: But no one was,
1: was he doing it in a like, no one will help me kind of way. He, no, well, like, no, the, the the guy who got fired was calling the post, his boss, former boss, and saying, like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> and then uh, his boss, like, just was saying, like, I'm going to die. He said he was fully, like, convinced any, he was going to die. Any day now, I am
0: toast. Yeah, yeah, I kind of have that. And I, I don't know what, I just keep, I I honestly get sick every you, single week. You're being stalked week. by a virus. Yeah, and the virus is COVID-19, and I'm giving it to you right now. Yeah. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, it can also get through the airwaves.
1: When did you... Finish up with the. I finished.
0: I finished my COVID nineteen on Saturday. So, um and have you been testing negative since Saturday? I've been testing negative since Saturday morning. So looking better, be yeah. Jesus, so, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> you're good. You're good. I don't want um, this. But unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, it can travel through the airwaves. So, as we often recommend, please put some cotton, mm-hmm. some paper tissue, as we always recommend on the podcast. Yeah. Longtime listeners will know. Put a bit of paper tissue into your ear before you put the dip it in a little bit of olive oil, yeah. get it in there and then stick it yeah. right Can in I do ear. or just ask the person nearest you to give you a wet willy mm-hmm. and that should counteract the virus. Straight in the ears. Fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing fine now. I'm doing good. And uh we're we're delighted to be back. I would say this is the fastest we've been we done well. I tried to bail but you you were kinda like mm. Yeah.
1: Just don't bail. <laughs> I made an excuse that uh, Emer was away and she was coming back and I needed to clean the house. But now we're in my house and, and uh, my lie was revealed that the house isn't even that dirty.
0: No, it's not. It's very, <laughs> I came in, I was like, the house is fine. I'm so, man, I, I
1: like, n- the the older I guess, uh, the more, like, if anyone suggests anything that's not in the calendar to me midweek, I'm like, nah, I can't do that. If someone's yeah. like, do you want to go do literally anything? I'd be like, no, nah, I can't.
0: What if I was like, I got two tickets to go see uh, this bossa nova band. in the No club? Jesus. On the day. If it was an on the day. Yeah. No, not a chance. This is hot comedian uh, who's here on, on Tuesday evening. Do you want to see it?
1: Like I struggle to do things that I really like during the week, like in the evenings. I'd much rather just go on my phone for three hours and then go to bed.
0: You saw King Cruel. Uh, was it good? Yeah, it
1: was good. But the crowd were
0: disrespectful we the crowd. Were dis- they were just chatting too much, and
1: they were too young. And I, I, was saying to you before the show, I don't think anyone under the age of twenty seven should be allowed to go to a concert anymore.
0: Twenty seven? You said twenty five before the show. It's twenty seven now. That's Anna, Anna's twenty seven. <laughs> yeah, she's all that. Well, yeah, yeah, she's so she can go. Well, she's she's twenty seven. She's twenty eight on Saturday. So on Saturday can she come to the show? What is it? Is it talking? It's a public gig. People have paid. People have paid their tickets. People ticket. talking. They've ta- paid their Any- tickets.
1: time he finished a song, people just erupt into chat. And I'd be like, uh, this is still part of the show. It's a show. But it's in between the songs. Do you know what's mad, right? If you go to the cinema. Have you been to the cinema? Yeah. Yeah. As have I. The, um, no one talks the whole thing. Do you know but what you're talking But if you you're in a like- concert... People can just talk to their heart's content. You sound like Shh. someone who spent too long in fucking Zinos. Germany. You, start, you live man, too long in I, Germany. I was saying that to, to Emer. I was like, I never thought I'd miss German credits. You go to, man, it's so funny. Actually, the last time I went, I went to see King Crew there. Everyone was chatting, even between the, like, he, he couldn't really do any audience banter because he'd talk a bit no one would even really hear him talking there was, too, the much there was too much audience yes, banter going amongst themselves in, last time I saw him in Germany the audience was so quiet that at one point he was tuning his guitar and obviously felt awkward because everyone just watching him in total silence and he just said into the mic <laughs> you guys can talk amongst yourselves
0: there's <laughs> such a that's different a vibe funny, that's funny. that you see in the t- you have the Germans sitting there just going just appreciate the silence yeah we've paid good money for this good, no talking no yeah. talking uh, yeah. the Irish people are like
2: well, Love that song.
0: Yeah. It was great, it wasn't? It yeah. was fucking great,
1: Tom. I was saying to Emir, like, Emir was like, "What do you think we would have been like when we were eighteen at a game like this?" And I was like, "Pissed." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Pissed. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's so funny.
0: Oh, you're just then. drunk. You don't know, care, and you're having a night out with your friends. Mm. You're there appreciating the music. I heard a funny story. Well, Ed Byrne he says it in a stand up where him and his brother, his brother's died. Maybe I told you this before. Where it's just small but he goes to amsterdam with his brother for this trip to go see i don't know who it was like muse or something like that mm. but he said like he him and his brother are relatively short men mm. and he said it was they chose the worst possible country to go to to watch a gig oh yeah the tall dutchman <laughs> yeah, they said they were just looking at the back of blonde heads oh, the whole yeah. night <laughs> jesus yeah that's funny yeah. Mm. i like that anyway <laughs> that's just another comedian's joke that i stole. um we have uh we have promised f- spooky sorry go on. sorry spooky, no, no, we have before the spook we have uh we promised you that we would try learn a bit more about the strikes that are happening. In America, and sort of, I don't know if they're starting to do them here as well, but the Writers Guild strike, I think, has ended. I think the Writers' Strike has ended, and the Actors' Strike is still ongoing. And it's the reason we're kind of seeing a slowing down of movies that are coming into the Mm -hmm. cinema and being Mm -hmm. produced, and actors aren't going on the Late Late Show because everyone's striking. And we said, We're going to update people, we're going to get to know because we're a film podcast. So this is me talking to Gregory. Well, we are delighted to be with Gregory Shelby, friend of the podcast and an actor from L.A. who is here to tell us about the actor strike which is going on, which we are hopelessly uneducated about. Uh, Gregory, welcome to the show.
2: Ah, thanks for having me.
0: Um, so just for the big dum-dums that me and Mark are, could you please kind of give us a brief outline of the actor strike? Uh, how long has it been going on and what are the main reasons that it's happening? Why is it happening, I suppose?
2: so first of all it's been it's been going on almost exactly three months and in many ways uh longer than that in terms of not working because um that came you know it uh, dovetailed with the writer strike which had started maybe two months before that so um the you know the industry has been shut down in a large sense for about five months but the actor strike in particular um has been going on for three months and it was you know overwhelmingly supported i i was looking up the numbers this morning, just to make sure I, I had the right numbers for you. It was 98% of actors who, who supported going on strike. And um, uh, the quick version is that uh, since the last deal was made, uh, basically streaming has become a much bigger part of the industry. And uh, one of the major ways that actors uh, make money is through their residuals. So not just the the money that you earn for the day or however many days of work when you're on set. But every time that show is then um, shown thereafter on, you know, a television service or, or if it's a Ah. film, it's rented or or streamed or whatever uh, you get a certain amount of money for, for that project. And uh, that that's a traditionally been a very large segment of, of working actors revenue. Uh, Mm -hmm. And the streaming service, because they don't uh, pay you based on... Well, they do technically uh, pay you based on each stream, but it's this infinitesimally small number. And notoriously, the streaming services don't release their data about um, number of streams for each project. Uh, And so uh, the residuals for actors have uh, dwindled um, into increasingly smaller and smaller amounts. Uh, And then the other big thing, which is sort of... In some ways, it's something that's affecting us now, but in many ways, it's a proactive element that we're talking about is artificial intelligence, which I think was brought more to the forefront of um, people's attention by the writer strike because you know, in some ways, they're in danger of being replaced sort of immediately uh, Mm -hmm. by AI, or or at least that process was beginning. Uh, Whereas with actors, you know, it's a little more difficult to completely uh, have AI take over now. But we are already starting to see things where, like um, various technologies are, um, you know, you know, put electrodes on every bit of an actor and mapping them, mm-hmm. and then using that to, you know, and say like a, a Marvel project where an actor gets thrown across uh, the screen. Yes, you know, it's great that by physically mapping them, you're you're creating a better sense of their own physicality and able to use them for stunts, that would be very difficult to do. But ultimately you're also reducing the number of stunt actors and time on set because these things are becoming digital. And that's just Mm -hmm. sort of the tip of the iceberg of where, you know, this you know technology and artificial intelligence is going in terms of eventually, you know, potentially replacing actors too. So I think we're trying to get ahead of the curve on that as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, the residual and residuals, because I guess I suppose people have this idea that actors do their, they'll do their job, they get paid for that job and then they wait for the next job. But the residuals, the way it seemed to work with TV is pe- pe- people get money trickling in from that all the time and it's some sort of steady yeah. income. Uh And that just, they just don't pay that at all? Or do they pay it? Why don't they, they, like, how have they gotten away with not paying for, but who do they, like, let's say Netflix, like, buys a, a show, like Stranger Things or, you know, like Father Ted or something like that. Like, why are the, they not giving the actors some of that money or do they and how different is the difference well, between TV So
2: that's, and TV. that's the whole thing is it's it's, it's um, when the last contract was made or yeah, as these contracts have progressed, progressed over time, uh, and I can't speak exactly to exact lineage over the last several contracts or anything, but basically um, SAG is a organization, an organization of workers, right? The, we're not, you know, analysts and people sort of projecting ahead. The... The streamers were more savvy about the direction things were going. I mean, in fact, you know, right, they're the ones creating it. They're the ones in charge with, you know, in possession of the technology and stuff. And so with this sort of knowledge, they're able to craft contracts that benefited themselves based on the direction the industry was going. So, uh, for example, past contracts, streamers have been in a different category than cable shows. So, it you know, when the contracts are different, the, the payout's different. And okay. that's a little bit of like what we're trying to remedy now. And um one of the things we're we're asking for is um a more specific percentage of the total revenue um for each show going okay. to actors. And uh in fact the 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 actors ask uh, somewhat substantially exceeds the writer's ask uh in, okay. in that regard. But ultimately, you know. that's the negotiating process right in some respects you do ask for more than you're likely to get and you work backwards Um, Mm -hmm. but but ultimately the the foundational idea to me makes a lot of sense you know if there's a a pie out of which there's a hundred percent you know it makes sense to say okay what percentage of that pie is owed to the actors yeah and then you know then we divvy from there but right now that percentage of the total pie you know and and Here's something that I don't think has been really talked about enough. Sorry, I'm so rambling. But, well, no, you know. I just
0: want to uh, let the listeners know, obviously, uh, Gregory did live in Ireland for a while, but he is American, so he will be using pie as an analogy for all things. Just so you know. <laughs>
2: um,
0: it's just something they do over there. It's a cultural thing, but pie will be yeah. the analogy and, for all things.
2: <laughs> to clarify, we're talking uh, sweet pies, not savory <laughs> pies. No, you know, no shepherd pies, you know, no no Guinness pies or pot pies, just you know, <laughs> apple and and boysenberry and and key lime. Um, <laughs>
0: and and do you see the strike ending soon, or where do you? Because obviously the writer strike just finished. They seem to be happy with what they got, but yeah. I mean, they, everyone says that after everyone wants to come out looking like the winner. Yeah. Um. But do you think this is going to go on much longer? Because we want, we need. I'm just a regular person. I want my movies back in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs>
2: May I answer one thing about the the writer strike really quick and mm-hmm. this? Sort of, yeah, yeah, of course, course and a good thing. I think they got a lot of what they are asking for, but I'll say this. This is my one issue, and I think I can say this uh, with the acting side of things as well. Uh, I think that the way they handled the artificial intelligence conversation uh, was they treated it more, you know as a solution. But the problem is they were viewing the problem as like a snapshot or or rather they were, they were viewing the problem of artificial intelligence as being as what is currently the situation today Mm. is the issue. But the problem is that think about how, where we were with, you know, chat GPT 12 months ago, it didn't Mm. exist. Or I think it actually came out like this month or November or something. Right. Mm. It was so transformative in such a short period of time that I'm worried that the the technology will far outstrip the protections in the uh, in the agreement. And, you know, had it been, had I been in the room, I would have said, all right, let's separate these two, uh, these two issues. Let's figure out the residuals. Let's figure out the pay. Mm-hmm. And then let's create an interim agreement and give ourselves six months to figure out the artificial intelligence things and where we think this might be heading, because okay. um, there was pressure to, you know, everyone wants to get back to work. Um, and so this is such an a crazy technology that's developing that, and you can't stop it. You know, it's, I, I'm not someone who is one of those people who thinks like, there should be no artificial intelligence. Yeah. Look, like it's going to affect every industry in the world eventually. And mm. whatever offshoots from that technology are, are going to be changing the world as well. You know, we, we have to figure out ways to work with it rather than um tr- try to completely clamp down on it. And I think we would have done well to, to take some more time to think about it. That's just my opinion. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess I suppose the whole situation that the actors find themselves with residuals is really just the result of not thinking forward in terms of a relationship with the technology. So, I mean, they'd be remiss to do that again, where they go, well, Jesus, I mean, the the faces don't look so great. It's quite obvious when they're AI. So I don't think we need to worry about that. Uh, When really, I mean, do you have the rights to your face? I don't know if that's a thing yet but do we have what? the rights to our own faces like
2: do, they... are, do we have yeah rights is to...
0: that a thing i don't know like are, do you have the copyright to your own face
2: no legitimately like what the actors are asking for is uh, one of the things is called informed consent which sounds like something people should have right and mm-hmm. it's about their the their likeness and the representation of likeness currently as things stands you know in many cases once your likeness is used this is especially bad for background actors, then it is theirs in perpetuity. And so not not like your likeness in every context, but your likeness in everything that they are using for that project or show, you know, you know, is is theirs in perpetuity. Um wow. and and you know, again, there are ways in which residuals, uh that's that's the point of residuals, is you know, like, okay, you're gonna show this. Ten thousand times i want to keep getting paid for it mm-hmm. uh but with artificial intelligence like new protections need to need to be built in and this okay. this concern that we were just talking about sort of ties into the question he asked a second ago uh i think that we are working towards a quicker solution and it's hard to say that 100 percent. you know people thought the writer strike was going to go to the end of the year and look how quickly it ended the same thing could happen in reverse right with with the actors, right? But the the feeling here is that now that the writers have settled, the actors are like, "All right, let's get this done." And and I think part of the reason for that is that the AMPTP actually refused to negotiate with actors until they finished the deal with the writers. So like the actors have only been in talks with AMPTP since October second.
0: Oh, but so what's the AMPTP? Right. If right. So those are the folks
2: right right. that we are well us well the writers were and we are striking against that's the alliance of motion picture and television producers uh and and it's actually a bit of a a misnomer i was reading an article today like a lot of uh, you know independent producers are there's actually a petition of something like 2500 producers to remove that second p uh because they're you know these are the people just making the movies from the get-go they're part of the contract and stuff but they aren't the the, the cabal of studios and streamers mm-hmm. that are the ones that are being struck uh, specifically right now.
0: Get rid of that second P. I mean, too many letters yeah. for me. I almost almost tripped up
2: over trying to say it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can do four, right? You know, and PT. That's, that's enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So you, you think that they might take the quick, the quick route, and uh, um, they feel some sort of pressure from it. Do you think it, it? Do you envisage then that there will probably be another situation in a few years' time when AI is becomes another issue, and then they just end up having to do it again, or are you hopeful that it'll come through?
2: Okay, I don't know if this makes me a doomer or what, but I, I kind of think that we might gain enough protections to where by the time it becomes a problem for actors again, it's become a problem on such a global scale okay. that uh, it's not the thing people are talking about anymore. That's what I think yeah. might be it. Okay.
0: I mean, this, it won't, we won't be caring about film by, by that point. the answer I could have had? Or... <laughs> very, very sinister. I think we're all... No one is safe, is essentially what Gregory's saying. Um, and then I finally, I, is, I, am I being... Crazy or are there less films in the cinema right now? Would the would it the strike have affected films in the cinema now? Even though I mean I know yeah. they're not able to pre- present them and stuff like that. So it might appear that there's less films in the cinema because I'm not seeing people on TV shows and stuff trying to advertise them. Um or are there am I like is there less or is that not happening?
2: Okay, so uh yes and no. Uh no, insofar as there aren't any projects that haven't been able to be finished yet because of the strike uh tv yes right like there are certain things that have already started to to come off the air but the 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 runway for film is so long that that hasn't that hasn't happened yet but there are movies that have been pushed and postponed because actors are not allowed to um promote them so for example dune was supposed to come out this year right and that got Mm -hmm. pushed um because obviously promotion is a huge component of of you know making sure a film's successful so so you're correct that there are fewer things out but not because they haven't been finished they're sitting on them until they can have their actors pr- uh, promote them again
0: okay we need the stars to sell the film uh sorry just to finish on do you, the last few years there have been a lot more tv shows and films produced it's been so much the streamers have just had like Films, TV shows, so many things like I remember growing up and there was like, you know, one big, two big TV shows on at the same time. But now it seems there's like seven or eight and it seemed like a, just a crazy amount and you couldn't even watch them. Uh, there were so many. Is that going to change now? Did we have a like a sort of let's call it a golden age of content? Uh, and is that now over?
2: I'm really glad you brought that up um, because it's part of the issue that we're currently facing. Uh you know, the the streamers are, you know, crying poverty as to part of the reason that they can't, you know, pay the actors. And there's a way in which that is fallacious, right? Like the amount that we make from them is so minuscule that there is absolutely some untruth in that. Uh, it's, you know, it's less than a tenth of a percent or something. I don't, I could be slightly wrong on that for anyone listening, mm-hmm. don't, but it's a very, very small amount. Uh, conversely, the truth of that is that they are in the red when it comes to their content divisions but it's kind of it's not our fault they greenlit way too many programs and that's why you have so many things on netflix that you know had one season and then canceled even if it was pretty good you know they sort of took Mm -hmm. this model let's just throw a bunch of spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks and uh, (laughs) it was you know it's one of those it was fun while it lasted sort of things um, and I think you're absolutely right. There's going to be a, a a big pullback in the sheer quantity, which I think will balance the industry overall. And the the problem with the strategy that they took before is that yes, it ended up landing more. you know the the results of it. Those companies aren't going under. But the the consequences have fallen on the shoulders of of the actors and, and the other people, you know, other folks in the industry, for sure, as well, um, in many ways. Um, so, yes, I do think I couldn't tell you exactly by how much, but we will definitely see uh, fewer shows in total uh, after this.
0: OK, well, that's a fun note to end on. Uh, A.I. is going to kill all of us and we're going to get less TV shows. <laughs> well, 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 you know
2: what? Let's look at the silver lining. Maybe. Yes. the shows. Can you please sells- give us a silver we're- lining? Maybe few, maybe it's about quality, not quantity, right? You know, we'll get we'll get a a good final season to our next fantasy epic, and uh, <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, that's a good one, yeah. Quality, not quantity, which is very much how uh, the 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 popcorn boys look at things, seeing as we only ever seem to release an episode every few months. Um well uh Gregor, I want to really thank you for coming on and educating all of us here at Popcorn Boys. Um
2: is there anything else you wanna add? Uh yeah, one thing before we go. You you, you just said at, you know, the popcorn boys. I'm I'm disappointed that that Mark's not here, you know. Um especially because I, I really wanted to I really wanted to tell him that, you know, so you know, obviously Carla uh introduced me to your podcast. Um mm-hmm last year i think so I, i've listened to a number of your, your guys episode and i just i just want to uh, tell mark that i strongly strongly disagree with his review of everything everywhere all at once <laughs> I,
0: I i tactically i somewhat tactically uh removed mark from this conversation because i'm aware that his opinion sometimes let's say grinds people's gears and it can sometimes become quite explosive when you have an interviewer on uh so <laughs> i tend to try to keep him away because he, he you know, it ends up being less about the issue that you brought the person out to talk about, and more about how Mark is wrong about everything. Um...
2: <laughs> well, uh, if, if I'm back on again, I look forward to to chatting with him.
0: Well, we would love to have you back on, um, hopefully soon, but not too soon uh, when the um, actor strike does end, which we do hope happens, and you guys get absolutely everything that you want. But anyway, thank you so much, Gregory, for coming on. And
2: uh, thank yeah. you so much for having me. I Look forward to uh, hearing more Popcorn Boys.
0: That was so good. Well, that was a great chat with Gregory. So moving on with the podcast. What what have we got today? It's spooky
1: films. It's it's officially spooky season. It's October, 1st of October. i have actually forget, again, to go back to my time living in Germany. A thing that people need to kind of not take for granted is like spooky stuff in Ireland in October. It's so nice. They don't do that in a lot of countries. they They don't do it as hard. Like Germans don't do it. They don't have Halloween at all.
0: No. And it's so fun. Germans never get to do spooky stuff all year. Wait, they do do this thing called Martin's Tag where they get loads of lanterns. No, so it's on Martin's Tag. So Martin. Yeah, his name's Martin, but he was a saint, I think. And he gave his coat to a very cold man. And so what we do is we, when we're kids, we get lanterns. <laughs> and we sing a song and it goes Laterna Laterna Sonnen Mond und Sterne brennen auf mein Licht brennen auf mein Licht aber <laughs> nur mein liebe Laterna nicht that was nice it so, doesn't say sound, in
1: the sense more kind of cozy it's actually comforting. cozy and nice it's kind of Higger. Yeah, Halloween's kind of cozy I guess It's
0: not, it's spooky, it's scary And that's what we're here tonight to tell you all about It's going to be spooky Um, Well, mostly What I did was, okay, for this uh, We have a selection of films, we have Haunting in Venice The new Poirot that's from the cinema What else do we have, Mark? Uh, I watched uh, Talk to Me We also have Walter. we have Batman And we have that's all the films we have. But I did something cool. I wanted to add a section of the show mm-hmm. like they do in radio. So what I did was I asked ChatGPT to give a brief description of the films. Mm-hmm. But as you know, ChatGPT has quite a limited... A lot of times, it just, I think it just made up a film and just described that instead. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will we go... Will we I want to hear... So talk to me. I don't know this film. Talk oh, no. to me. Do it, do it. We're going to do Haunting in Venice first. Yeah, Haunting Venice Well, Haunting in Venice, it seems to not know what Haunting in Venice is, but it 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 located the Poirot aspect of it mm-hmm. and it kind of went with that. So uh, Poirot, A Haunting in Venice, this is from ChatGPT, is a suspenseful film adaptation that places the famous detective Hercule Poirot in the picturesque yet eerie backdrop of Venice. In this chilling mystery... Poirot finds himself entangled in a web of paranormal occurrences and unexplained hauntings. Mm -hmm. As he investigates a series of perplexing deaths in the city's historic canals and palaces, he encounters restless spirits and uncovers dark secrets from Venice's past. That's pretty good. It sounds about accurate. That's accurate. I I mean, like, it's making that up. It doesn't know the film. Man, like, it's just, it's just, ChatGPT is just the internet. No, but it doesn't have... ChatGPT's internet doesn't go beyond 2001, 2021. So Ooh, it doesn't know this really? film. Yeah, it doesn't know this film. I'll tell you, look, i listen... But this, Haunting of Venice is based on a book, no? It is It is based on a book, so, so maybe, eh, it, maybe it took not the book. Impress, not maybe it took, okay, well, here, here's Talk to Me, okay? you saw Wait, t- do it as they come, do it as they come. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay, mm. okay. Well, Haunting of Venice, I just saw, it's a new Paro film. This it's, is the third of the Poirot films. The third, like, there's been... What do you mean? Kenneth Branagh has done three Poirot films now. Orient Express. Orient Express. Then the other one was uh, Murder on the Nile. Mm -hmm. And then this is the third one. So Orient Express was pretty garbage. I kind of liked it. Uh, Murder on the Nile was so bad, it was Mm. bad. Mm -hmm. And then this is the third one, Haunting in Mm -hmm. Venice, um, which is kind of a spooky one. It's kind of meant to be spooky and scary. Yeah. What
1: is this the one? Does this have um, fucking... What's Kenneth it? Kenneth Branagh? No, Russell Crowe in it. Or is that another one? Is that
0: called The Pope or spook, Haunted Pope? That's, I think, a different thing, yeah. Okay. That's not... This is just a guy with a mustache trying to solve. He's a detective and he solves things. Okay. And um, basically he's in Venice. Uh, he's retired. He's finished. He's a world-famous det- detective. And there's all these spooky things happening in the spooky house. They spend the whole night. It's a complete murder mystery. It's like who done it kind of thing. Mm. But in this one... There's never any paranormal things in Paro, but in this one he uh he starts encountering unexplained things that he can't explain and kind of scooby doo kind of vibes kind of a little bit like scooby doo a little bit like scooby doo except mm. like i guess scooby doo has it every every episode Poirot's not known for spooky stuff uh what what was nice about this film was that it was do you know the way these days horrors are very they have to be real self aware, spooky films where it's kind of a reimagining of a type of horror, or it has to be the classic horror tropes, but they're in some sort of new way, or maybe it's kind of a little bit ironic or that kind of stuff. Mm. The way mm. A24 kind of does those kinds of films, or it has some sort of social element underneath, or yeah, it's kind yeah, of a yeah, social yeah. horror. Yeah. This is not like that at all. This is like uh, creaky doors yeah, and like yeah. dark. Uh, and then, like, kids, ghosty stuff, ghost kids singing little nursery rhymes, all mm. that stuff. All that kind of fucking. If you asked Chat GPT to kind of make a a, a a script, it was kind of that stuff, but it was actually kind of spooky. Mm. Me and I were actually maybe more spooked than you would be with something like, I don't know, that Midsummer or Hereditary. I actually felt more spooked. Wow. Wait, so, so it's the jumpy. It was kind of jump horror, and it was actually more spooky, I thought. Than I these new A24 horrors more like more it was i thought her editor was very scary yeah oh, that was a bad example because it was quite spooky but like this had more i was like real like is uh, it is
1: it is it? Is it kind of like a fun like haha mm-hmm. funny funny
0: funny scary or is it i wouldn't go as far as to say funny but i just felt like the the jumps in it were quite good you know it was like being on a little roller coaster or something like that like you mm. got scary at the right bits but it wasn't uh it wasn't smart. It wasn't intelligent. It was okay. I actually thought it was okay. I gave yeah. it three and a half stars on Letterboxd. What do you think about that? Three
1: and a half cents it that. Hard. sounds
0: like you don't you didn't like it that much, but you didn't hate it either. Yeah, like would you recommend going to see it?
1: No. No? No. So <laughs> maybe 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 three stars. <laughs> <laughs> no. You kinda of sounded like you liked it, but then you're just no, like no. I I, I
0: it's, it's so it's so yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's really like really plunky, dumb dialogue yeah. and silly. But you know. I like Kenneth Branagh I like Murder Mysteries. I like Agatha Christie I like stuff. those things too. So I mean I I I'm very into it. I'm very into it. Um, yeah so that that was that was what I thought about that film. Okay. There's not really much to it. Mm. There's not much in the cinema at the minute.
1: They're fuck all.
0: There's fuck all. Yeah, the
1: right the writers like I keep being like, oh I wanna go to cinema, I'll look up and I was like, it's just the same fucking shit that was on last time I looked up. Yeah.
0: Stuff I don't care about. The other film that we were reviewing from the cinema is like a very small Irish film. Mm. Like literally has the Late Late Show host in, which is you know we'll talk about it later. I enjoyed it, but like that was all. That was I was like, what are we going to go see in the cinema? And that was the only other thing. I was like, fucking okay, I'm well, gonna let's go, go see, see it.
1: That. They did. They are. It is cool. Like they're showing like old films though. Like yeah. the Lighthouse is showing Mean Streets. So that's kind of cool. They yeah. they showed Hellraiser. They're actually sh- yesterday night. That's yeah. cool. that's a cool movie.
0: Um. There's some other cool films. Yeah, that there's there's some other stuff, but like, it I mean, nice. you know, nothing that we would kind to be interested in. So no,
1: <laughs> it. I guess it's funny, like the Rider strike, this is there's, all because of the writer's strike, but, uh, I assume mm. I kind of thought like the Halloween movies for this year would have been made last year because normally you get a fuck ton of Halloween movies where we don't have
0: that many mm. this year. They're I all- think that there's a, another issue is that it's, um... They can't promote them they don't have the actors to promote their movies so maybe a lot of them are like we'll wait till next year or something like that you know mm. or like maybe they they, they they there's some sort of things like that that might happen S- so it's next year are just gonna be fucking film bonanza oh my god it's well i mean crazy. that's it the strike is finished um, as you guys Strikes may or may them. have heard from our conversation <laughs> mm. with dick uh, Gregory, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that we will have tomorrow anyway You've probably heard it. Uh, It's just going to be fucking The next film we're going to do... Hey, Mark, why don't you talk to me about the next film we're talking about?
1: Uh, Yeah, the next film that... uh, The film I watched was called
0: Talk To Me. Do you want to hear what ChatGPD had to say about Talk To Me? Go for it. Yeah. When did it come out? I think 2023. Okay. In the shadowed recesses of a quaint forgotten town, Talk To Me beckons where every whispered word carries a weight in gold. Mm-hmm. Unearth a chilling enigma as a young woman haunted by her past confronts her inner demons while delving into her late mother's secrets. As she navigates the eerie mysteries of her ancestral home, her voice becomes a conduit to an unsettling world beyond where the veil between the living and the supernatural begins to unravel.
1: Wow, that was very poetic. Was it? That's a lot more intricate than the actual film is. What is it It's accurate? kind of. It's actually a really cool concept for a film. I really like the movie. I kind of wish we still did voice messages because I actually felt like they were quite good in real time to remind yourself of what you thought of the film. <laughs> but uh, maybe we'll start doing that again. We never officially stopped. Wait, with, doing was
0: that at all accurate to the film's plot? Yeah, kind of.
1: Really? In the, in that it's it's about ghosts <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. her mom. Um, and her mum and her mum. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Wait. If the, if that if that only goes as far as twenty twenty one and you just wrote describe talk to me twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty three, then how did it know all that shit?
0: That's what I'm asking. How did it know that? No, I, I don't think you're right there. What, I did because I put it into ChatGPT and I said, just give me a brief description of Talk to Me, the film. And it said, uh No, it said, I don't go back that far. That must be a film that came out. I only go as far as twenty twenty one. And I said, Well just just write about a film anyway. And then it gave me this. That's quite spooky. Is it in it's a shadowy recesses of a quite forgotten town?
1: And then at the end, it just says, "You are going to die tonight, Killian." <laughs> <laughs> um, was so no, it's not, it's
0: a, Every year, this podcast gets haunted. Yeah, true. Oh, do you remember that happened? Yeah, it gets haunted every year.
1: The no, it's not in a, a forgotten town. it's okay. kind of just in, it's in Australia. It's a kind of a forgotten. It was forgotten country. I forgot about Australia. Yeah, it's easy to. Um. <laughs> But no, uh, it's a cool, so it's a film about possession and it's actually really interesting. I thought it was a really cool take on, you know, there's loads of films about fucking getting possessed, like The Exorcist. There's actually a new Exorcist out right now, which I believe is very bad, but uh, it's a cool new take on it where it's kind of like the, uh, the, these kind of cool, kind of rough, kind of, you know, the kind of tough You know, you know, kids in school who are like kind of tough. They're cool, but they're also kind of scary. Mm. Yeah, those kind of guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these people. They're at a party and they have this hand that they acquired. You don't know where they acquired it, but basically, the hand is like haunted, and they're fully like, "This is a fucking haunted hand." Okay. And uh, if you hold on to the hand and say, "Talk to me," I'll let you in. You basically get possessed, and you go like, and then uh, they start doing this at parties because if you do it for less than ninety seconds, um if you do it for less than 90 seconds and then they pull it out of your hand then you're fine um so Great. then so then loads of like and then afterwards people like people who do like that was so fucking crazy it was so cool and like they oh, okay. it. so then they start doing it like people taking drugs like okay, at a party okay. basically so they start bringing this hand around to different uh Parties and then it becomes like a TikTok thing where they're like recording videos of people doing it. I think it's a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, and people are doing it and like they all have these different experiences and they all like some people, you know, start saying mad stuff. Some people will just like start laughing and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, like they kind of treat it like drugs at a party or something. And yeah. then, um, of course, like some people take to it a bit more and start doing it more. Okay. Um, and then, uh, So it's kind of a, it's kind of a drug analogy or something. It's kind of like, yeah, a, yeah. It, you get addicted to the possession. It's not even like they get addicted to it, but just people start doing it because they're like teenagers. Mm-hmm. So the people in it are teenagers. And then basically this one girl does it. And, uh, it, uh, this young kid is at the party and then he's like, can I do it? And they're like, "No, nah, you can't do it. You're too young. And then eventually he's like, oh, let me do it. And then they do let him do it. And, and uh, it, they probably shouldn't have. And they, um, and then just loads of crazy shit happens where basically different characters, people start freaking out from doing the, doing the, doing okay. the possession thing too okay. much
0: Okay. And where does the eerie ancestral home, or where does the mum come in?
1: I'm not going to say. Okay. Okay. But, but was it a good film? I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was cool. Like, I thought it was really good. It's really dark and it's really, uh, you know, it's gross. There's some gross stuff in it. Okay. Um, the uh yeah i just thought it was fucking cool like it it was a different story you know when you see like oh it's you know when you see a horror film about people getting possessed you're like oh whatever but there's a lot of like scenes of people getting possessed and you're like oh and everyone like laughing at them recording them and stuff and then
0: they like stop and they're like well hey, do so does it show you the tiktok videos or that kind of thing it kind of shows people's phones like so you can see on movies. the screen yeah
1: yeah but uh yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was really good. I thought it was scary. There's definitely bits in it where I was like, I'm scared. There's okay. definitely some plot twists and stuff in it where you go, Oh no. Okay. Um also there's like I guess because it's all ghosty stuff going on, you don't really know. Sometimes like I feel like you know, you can kind of read about it afterwards and be like, Oh, there's mm-hmm. a bit of one of those ones, you know. You can go and read it afterwards and be like, Oh wow. Okay. That's okay. what that's what's going on. Okay. Um one thing I would say is actually, and I meant to say this before you said what you said about Poirot. Yeah. um, There is like a kind of a metaphorical, oh, like um, she's had a tragic thing happen in her life. And then it kind of makes that a metaphor for mourning or something like that. Yeah, And I feel like all of these A24 horror films are just like, let's just have a horror film where it's not... You know, some person dealing with grief or whatever. Let's yeah. just have it where it's like a bit of ghosty times. Yeah, you know yeah. Or I mean? it's not like I think like with the Babadook stop. and everything like that. Everyone's
0: yeah. like, that's how you do horrors now. They have to have some sort of weird kind of like that sort of yeah. narrative that goes beneath it. And I think they're no, just they, they were good, stuff. but now it's kind of like I kind of want my little ghosties now. Yeah,
1: like there was it. It didn't take away from the film, but I I actually think the only thing that did to the film. Was make it seem more similar To all the other A24 ones I think if they just okay. did away With that whole bit And just made it a crazy horror film Where people are fucking g- Using a get, Getting possessed To kind of get high Or whatever yeah. That'd be cool But they have this whole Underlying thing in it Which again I'm saying it as if It's kind of super negative It's mm. it's not really But mm. uh, It just kind of When that was happening It just made me very much be like Oh I'm watching one of these A24 horror movies Yeah Um but other than that, you know, I thought it was uh did a a twenty four make the best horrors not anymore I'd say well i I'd say, I'd say they did for a while because they felt new and cool and modern and they were, I, I feel like for a while they were only they' were the only people making like genuine ho- modern horror films that were actually intended to like be good yeah <laughs> good as films, not yeah. just good as being scary
0: mm-hmm. um they did me- midsummer, did they yeah they did, did hereditary mm-hmm did they, what did, they, did they do Mother? I it? feel
1: like the first big horror one that I recognized anyway from them was Witch. Witch. That yeah. was it, Witch, sorry. Had Anya Taylor-Joy yeah. in it. That yeah. was really good. Yeah. And then... I remember that Witch co- came out,
0: and God, like, can we find out what year Witch came out?
1: I don't know. I went to see it in New York, I know that much. So
0: yeah, it was probably 2015. Like, Witch came out, and I remember it was, like, kind of almost a viral film. Uh, 2015 it came out. Yeah. And uh, it was... It was this viral film where everyone was like, "It's the scariest movie ever," or people mm. were talking about it like that. Then Hereditary came out, which was probably like two years later, yeah, and it was the same thing. People were saying, "It's the scariest film ever," and it's really, really good. And mm-hmm. I kind of had that buzz about it, and uh, I kind of feel like maybe we're at the other end of that sort of period of A twenty four, where they're now yeah. they're not this cool kind of upstart who's making these cool kind of yeah. Horror. They're not even really making horror so much no. anymore, and they're kind of really big and well established, got the and they're guides. Oscar people, and they're you know they're looking for Oscar. They're and, like and, uh, they're, they were like
1: a cool coffee roastery, and now they got acquired by Nestle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. what it's like. They're Nestle. They're, yeah,
0: yeah. But I will still enjoy the
1: taste of their coffee, mm, as long as the t- coffee they don't kind of you know mix it in with a bit of commodity coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. As long as the farmers are getting paid. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah, I guess we can agree there yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> but they yeah. are one of the few people who apparently are really good with the really uh, good with the unions and stuff um, I, I
1: would say, like, there was a period where every A24 horror film came in, I'd be like, yes yes, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go see this and then uh, and then, I think there's been a few now, I think there was one called Saint Maud Mm-hmm. I feel like that was the first one where I really stopped caring about them. and yeah. like, I feel like there's been a few now that I haven't watched. Although, Bodies, 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 that was them. Um, that was good. That was brilliant. We I like that. That, that yeah, was fun. That's
0: true. Um, I love 4 and they can't go wrong. Um, they can. They've made such <laughs> shit. That <laughs> film, Green Knight, still fucking pisses me off. You to know, like this that day. Peter McGann loved that film. I might get him onto the pod and just. We saw that in Berlin, and it fucking ruined our day. Yeah, it was so bad. Actually, ru- day ruining films it's kind of ruined like uh, the rest of my life. Really. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't picked up since then. No, um, green we do, shite. Um, well, we do like
1: I feel like a good transition because I know we were going to talk about yours. But then I feel like if anyone hasn't started spooky season, can I just skip the queue here? Yeah. I feel like if you haven't started the spooky season and you don't want to dive right in because it's just a bit harsh to Mm -hmm. go from the nice summer Mm -hmm. time straight into spooky Mm -hmm. season, a nice film to transition between the seasons. Um, which I enjoyed this year mm-hmm. was
0: 1989's Batman, directed by Tim Burton. Well, this, I think, it must have a pretty good description from uh, ChatGPT. Do Ple- you want to hear it? Please. Well, 1989 Batman refers to the Tim Burton directed film Batman, released in 1989. Wow. Is that it? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's a darker and more stylized take on the iconic hero. In this film, Batman, played by Michael Keaton, battles with the Joker portrayed by Jack Nicholson in Gotham City. Batman seeks to stop the Joker's crime spree as he plans to unleash deadly toxins on the city. The movie explores the origins of Batman and his complex relationship with the Joker, offering a darker and more gothic interpretation of the classic comic book characters. Darker than what? Well, I guess... We're looking at that from the perspective of having seen Christopher Nolan's trilogy, and now the the, the recent—I uh, don't even know who fucking directed the recent uh, Batman film— do I. even darker. And uh, and and but before this film, Batman came along. I think Batman was much more like like yeah, in like tights and yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. and like the, the gee whiz Wonder- Robin that kind of thing. I you know those films that you just
1: assume you've seen them and you're like I've seen that yeah I'd never seen this I just assumed I had because I made up memories of seeing it when I was a kid and mm-hmm. they weren't real it's really good. Is it good? Yeah. Have you seen it?
0: No. I hate Tim Burton. Like, it, I passionately hate him. What about Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, I'm not. I don't that's like. That's a good shit. film. Give him that. Nerdy, Give him that nerdy emo stuff. No, it's, for it's just because nerdy emos like it. No, no I don't. I don't like. Watch it's it. Quirky emo. No, I'm, I'm gonna make you watch no, that this No, Nightmare Before Christmas is one of Anna's favorite films, and I do watch it. I'm like, there is something in that. It's but only in like, our entertainment. All of this stuff is just quirky and stupid.
1: What about um? Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll give you that. But I think
0: Big Fish is good. Is that him?
1: That's not good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, the, what did he made so that he was allowed to take Batman on? He ma- that's actually a very good question. What what did he make? Because it's like early. Batman. That's er like it's a big thing to take on. Wait, tell us a bit about Batman. Oh uh, yeah, so Batman,
1: I thought it was fucking so good. Like, and the Joker. Like it's cool because it doesn't really fo- it's not all about Batman, you know what I mean? Okay. It's like a lot of the film is just about fucking what's going on, the crime and the, the Joker, okay. And all the situation. And I feel like Batman's just as much of a character in it as like other people are in it and stuff, you know? Oh, that's cool. cool. Okay. I just thought it was, it was more really good. comic booky. Um I prefer What's his name? Oh, well, I can't remember anybody's name. Christopher Bale, Robert no, most recent Batman, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. You liked him the <laughs> most. That wasn't. No, that was my favorite Batman. But I prefer reclusive kind of spooky Batman to um, kind of playboy player Batman. But still, okay. it was it was good. But um, I just thought Jack Nicholson as the Joker was a fucking funniest
0: thing ever it's was so he good. so what well, because w- i guess was he at all like psychopath or was he just like yeah. crazy yeah. Guy? he's a psych well both i guess they're the same thing though. okay <laughs> but no but like the the i guess the, everyone said when um heath ledger heath ledger
1: oh we're playing a blinder tonight yeah when yeah. heath
0: ledger did his joker everyone said that was kind of a new era of the super villain, because he genuinely portrayed it like a proper psychopath. Whereas no, yeah. there's something cartoony and fun about the, Nicholson.
1: Yeah, Jack Nicholson's very cartoony. It's very good. Like, he blows up his TV twice because he sees something on the news he doesn't like. And, like, okay. there's, like, a bit where... It, he has all these really funny over the top hench, like leather clad henchmen in sunglasses. Mm-hmm. and sunglasses. And there's a bit where he like breaks into a museum, and one of them has a massive boombox that he just carries around. That's like playing. I've pr- seen that side of it, and he just paints little smiley faces and stuff on all the paintings, yeah,
0: except one. He leaves one right. I don't know. If I, I remember him. seeing that scene where he leaves one alone.
1: It's just very, uh, cartoony, very camping over the top and cartoony. And like, he's like, Ooh, like bouncing around. He's got like a, uh, he pulls like a really long gun out of his trousers. <laughs> he has like a gun. That's just a boxing glove on the end of
0: a spring that goes like, uh um, okay. So it's, it's kind of funny and stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny and stupid, but he's also like kind of scary. Like he does okay. kill people. And stuff. Okay. 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 Um, I just thought it was really funny. It's just like Jack Nicholson is like a scary looking man. He already has a crazy face. Yeah. And uh, he, ha- he permanently has like a big smile in this movie, which I'd yeah. never seen. It's like a prosthetic, even when he's not Joker face. Yeah. Although Joker face appears to be his real face. Yeah. And then he makeups on normal skin over it to look normal sometimes. Okay. Um, and like, he just looks so funny and weird and he just wears such funny clothes and he like dances quite a bit in it. There's a really cool scene at the end where he's in a parade and, He's like dancing And it's just really good Like I just fucking love okay,
0: it. Okay well maybe I mean maybe I'll give it a watch If I you're do gonna gonna like watch Batman Tim, I do like Batman a lot If you're
1: gonna watch A Tim Burton film Like and also New York in it Looks nuts Like Yeah Cause it's all sets And okay. sometimes it's very obviously Like a huge painting That they're You know when they do okay. that Like where it's like A scape mm-hmm. And it's just a big painting in the background the background is clearly yeah yeah, yeah. and painting. it just looks like that but it just looks it's just nice to look at that stuff you know yeah, I mean? yeah 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 it okay. looks cool um and like just lots of practical effects and lots of big set pieces and mm-hmm. it's very um it's
0: it's, it's good fun. watch it it's good okay. fun.
1: is there good action in it or is it not good at all yeah there's some good action there's a few explosions there's a there's a cool batmobile Okay, There's like, it's all kind of <laughs> kind of shit, but
0: I it's, don't know why I'm imagining it just being like made in the fifties because it no, was made in 1989, good. you know, it's good. Like I, Mission Impossible was soon around the corner. I was Do you worried- want to hear what he made beforehand. Just please. Yeah. He made Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Sick. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice
1: is very good. And then he made Batman. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is very good and it's very spooky. And I feel like it's kind of eerie batman vibes
0: yeah well that's it literally made it 88 and then 89 was batman so Jesus. I mean, and then he made 1990 he made edward scissors hands and then he did batman returns are you gonna watch that batman returns looks like something like if i've actually haven't seen that well i have
1: but not since i was a kid mm-hmm. that looks like something you would hate that looks very tim burton
0: yeah like I, really I don't awesome. i just it's you know the way he's a very aesthetic filmmaker and when the aesthetic doesn't vibe with you You're just sitting there going, I don't like this, Mm. you know, and I know some people like it, but I just, there was, there was something about the type of people when I was a teenager who were really into Tim Burton that I just felt a bit like, oh, you guys are losers. I was really into it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, oh, shut up. You're like, I just want to listen to some fucking, I don't know. What do you do?
0: Play football. Go feel lonely somewhere. Play football (laughs) and listen to Trad. That's actually like sounds like a cool, well-rounded individual. <laughs> that actually sounds like a, someone. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't fault that. I'm, yeah, not, I'm not faulting cool. that, But that's probably um, weird. well, you're recommending that as a Batman. stepping stone
1: into horror this season. Yeah, entry. It's an entry level into watching a spooky okay. film. Okay, will you watch it? Watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch you it. You definitely watch it. Um,
0: I'm no, actually, might like. I really do like. Say, Batman to Anna. Film. Hey,
1: Anna. Let's watch a film tonight.
0: Let's I do watch an impression Batman. of. Can I do an impression of Anna after I suggest watching this film? Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> you say Hey you know that film That, that you love Your favourite film The Nightmare Before Christmas And she'll say Yes okay. Killian And then you say The man who made that film Made an, another film It's called Batman You were,
0: you were working sales man You yeah, are yeah. so good at that shit
1: Yeah I've had a girlfriend For a long time as well I know how the woman's mind works <laughs> 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 and we, should
0: get, we should change this podcast to just Mark teaching bros how to deal with their hoes. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna go back on that line. I don't think I should have said that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's above board. I'm happy to. I'm happy to do that. Okay, um, we'll do Mark spinoff. We can get it Mark's on, bro corner where you just give us some tips. We could pitch it to um, go loud Okay. Okay. <laughs> We could see if they want us to go in there and I can give them tip men okay, yeah. men well, tips
0: on how to, to be a man.
1: Just how to tell, make your girlfriend do something. It's things. like
0: a Jordan Peterson thing, but like slightly <laughs> less insane.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How to here's a good trick, right? Okay. Your girlfriend's away your girlfriend's away with with her friends for the weekend. Yeah. You're like, I'm gonna clean the house. But then you only half clean it and then you're all tired and you need to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So you go to sleep, you wake up, she's going to be home so soon. The house is only like half clean, right? Mm -hmm. Burn a stick of incense. It makes the house seem twice as clean as it actually is. Oh, that's actually quite good. Yeah, I know. She'll come in and she'll go, First thing she notices. It smells so nice in here. And you go, it does. And then (laughs) she'll go, it's kind of clean. And you go, (laughs) yeah, you're downright it's kind of clean. This is welcome back to how to do the bare minimum with Mark (laughs) Burn. No, that the the burning the incense trick is is it works every time. And now she's even heard me say this out loud, and I still do the incense, and she comes in. I was
0: going to say, yeah, you you that was the la- you burned your last stick of incense because she's coming home tomorrow. She's going to listen to this pod, and as she walks in the door, she's going to hear that you've been. Yeah. Conning her all this time I know I know she's gonna now, get... all, Anytime she smells incense She's going to smell betrayal and lies mm,
1: Yeah Now I could start doing something way worse in the house though. and if I burn incense She'll think I'm just trying to get over <laughs> Just, just the a house. dead body on the floor you're like,
0: <laughs> She's like Oh it smells like incense so You're like Yeah yeah What's that? Oh
1: uh, it's nothing Don't worry about it Here's a good reveal as well Which I haven't told you yet I think there's mice in our roof There's mice in your room? I think in my roof In your roof? Yeah Last
0: night I <laughs> In the uh... it, That sounds like you've got, like, several, like, rabid rabies dogs <laughs> in your roof. No, I could hear... Uh, in, uh, <laughs> it sounds no. like you've got pigs in your roof.
1: <laughs> no, coming from the attic. No, I could hear running around upstairs. Okay, some is in the roof. And it um, was
0: scaring me. Well, uh, 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 what you need to do is you need to get some incense up there and hopefully that'll sort that shit out. That'll sort it out. I like this. Mark gives some how to do the... Sorry, I I feel like I'm really hogging the mic here. Do you know what
1: some people were incensed about? What? Ryan Tuberty's situation on The Mm -hmm. Late Late Show. Thank God he's gone and was replaced with the new
0: man who yes. does it
1: now, and I heard he was in Patrick a film Kielty. recently. Patrick Kilty was, yes, in yes, he I, was
0: in a film called Bally Walter. That was the smoothest segue I have ever seen. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, okay, so this film is about uh, my mom, it was her birthday, we went to go see this film, Bally mm-hmm. Walter. It's in the cinema, it's got Patrick Kilty, and um, it's you know, a, a film my mom thought she would like it because it's about stand up, it's about stand up. It's about stand-up comedy and basically there's this guy he's getting uh, a taxi driven by this young woman who's, who's also the main character mm-hmm. um, and she's mainly the main character he's kind of um, less she's she's the main i got to find out who it's by who she is because she's a famous Irish actor spit it out What's I am the all film over the place I'm so sorry uh, so uh, it's uh, the wonderful uh, Shauna Shauna I think it's Shauna Uh Shauna Cause, like, Wow, you really pronounce the hell out of that name <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Shauna um, Anyway, she's a main actress She's a bit of an alcoholic Her life's in bits She's living at home with her parents Her sister's pregnant Uh, She had this great life in London But then she, I think, was drinking too much and partying She lost her mm. boyfriend She's dropped out of college She's oh, living at home God. She's driving a taxi She's broke as fuck Mm. Things aren't going very well for her. Yeah, She picks up this guy in Ballywalter and drives him into Belfast. Uh, it's Patrick Keelty. And she drops him off in this, you know, community club and picks him up afterwards. And he says, hey, I'm going to be doing this for the next while. Do you want to pick me up every Friday and do this? So ah, she starts nice. doing that. And slowly they start to build a relationship. And it turns out the reason he's going in is because he's taking a stand-up comedy course uh-huh. where he's trying to deal with some trauma that he has. His trauma is that he, he hit a child whilst drinking driving you did a little laugh when you said that it's just so bad it's such a bad uh, oh yeah yeah such a bad trauma that it's just almost like fuck me it irish films are often so depressing and that's kind of the comedy where you're like wow this is grim stuff (laughs) yeah anyway the 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 film is all about this relationship between these two people and they're healing from their traumas she's trying to you know get out of this rut in her life she's doing quite bad and uh, and he is trying to get over this terrible thing that he's done and he can't forgive mm. himself and he has a kid and he can't even look at his kid he's kind of oh run away God. from his family because he's, he's just finding it so difficult yeah and the solution to that is stand-up comedy baby is that similar to why you started doing stand-up? that's exactly why i hit a child with a car while i was drink driving <laughs> <laughs> and then i thought you know what this reminds me of um the relationship irish and german people offering each other cake yeah, um, yeah and that's how it all started yeah uh, <laughs> anyway the film is, the film is it actually, sounds fucking grim it sounds like something i don't want to see it makes belfast look so so grim i yeah. said that's rory my roommate from belfast i said man it really made belfast look grim and he was like yeah well to be honest it is quite grim uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's grim. <laughs> it is a bit grim uh that's our weekly rory mansion he always gets a mention yeah man? yeah Bob, doesn't he um Anyway, the, the it makes me feel like so it's quite a good story. It's nice, uh, like, dark. a lot of the jokes in the stand-up itself, some mm. of them are very funny. I, I'll tell you one of the jokes in it. No, uh, don't, don't. No, there's this old lad, because these are all people trying to stand up for the first time. Anyway, this I is don't really. Like, okay, go on. It's, it's it's old man, and he goes, I was at the marathon, I was, I'm gonna do a, try to do the accent. I was at the marathon. Uh, I, let me go. I, yeah, I, was again. At, I was at the marathon watching the, watching the marathon happen, and there was a man dressed up, and I was watching people go by, and there was a man dressed up as a chicken, and then after him, a man dressed up as an egg, and I thought, this might get interesting. <laughs> That's a joke. Isn't it? That's a joke. Yeah, I mean, it's portrayed to be a bad joke. Mm. I thought it was funny, yeah, evidently so <laughs> It was the only joke in it I thought was funny, um well, some of the other ones were okay, but yeah, I guess like he uses stand up as a way of dealing and and the way the film portrays it is that the best type of stand up is stand up that's true and real, and he starts making jokes about being an alcoholic and being j- jokes about uh you know fucking hitting a kid with his car and jokes about suicide and all this kind of stuff. And uh, and it's but it's it's people it's like the funniest stuff because it's really true, which is something I kind of have an issue with. I don't think that no stand up comedy has to be like is the at its best when you're. Bare, I think it's all about like making people laugh and whatever yeah. avenue you take to do that, it's whatever is, is funny, you know. And um, and sometimes that's good and sometimes other stuff is good. But uh, overall, I thought the film was quite good. There's a scene in the film where the character is driving from Belfast uh, to I think in my head. She was driving down the M1 from Belfast down to Dublin. Mm. And I was just like expecting like the boys are back in town to come on (laughs) and for it to just be like, leave that shithole behind. Here comes Dublin. (laughs) Not to say that I love Belfast, Uh but but I just felt that was like the narrative in the film or something that Belfast was crap and you have to get away with it, which get away from it, which I thought was also a bit like.
2: Was there I like sectarian
1: times in it, or was this? No, it was just it was just crap because it's crap, kind of.
0: It was, just, I guess, it was it was about you know people. I mean, economically having very difficult time at the moment, and it was and it was really showing a lot of that. And, and I, I, mean, I suppose that was quite good, and it's important to look at that stuff. And a lot of people are struggling at the minute, so it was. I, I guess good also good to see something that's about that. You could,
1: yeah, And I guess also like you could, you could, you could watch, uh, you know. You could watch a film about certain parts of Dublin, and if you're not familiar with Dublin city, yeah. you'd be like you might think it's all yeah you know tough and mm. and and not not so nice. Yeah, and
0: uh, I guess you, I guess the same with any city. I guess my I was I think the issue I was having is anytime I go to Belfast, it's a holiday. Yeah, you should go there on a holiday. So I just think of it as like just this amazing place where. I'm like, what do you mean? You go to the pub, you have fun with your friends, you do a comedy show. There's lots of people there. You have the best time ever. Belfast is the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then this film was portrayed as something that wasn't that. And I was like not that wasn't really vibing with my idea yeah, of yeah. I'm, I'm like not you really visit your this, friends like, you get to finally see where they yeah. hang out it's the best place ever yeah, yeah but
1: obviously people are you know having a tough time you there. were brought down by the people with economical issues
0: that was it they they were really ruining my balls and you're like damn it i don't want to see <laughs> these guys no I, I i thought it was a really good film and, and uh And I I, think people should check it out because it's always good to support Irish films Um, Kilty Kilty's a really good actor Is he? Yeah, he's a really good actor Did you you cry? I was surprised how good he was at acting I was like, I'm a real big fan of Kilty now I was like, fuck, he doesn't need to be presenting the Late Late Show He needs to be in the movies Get that boy on screen Get that boy on screen Anyway, well, he's on enough screens Yeah, I suppose he's he's on a lot of screens He's literally the most on-screen person in this country Do you you hear about the drama behind the scenes? Uh, uh, with the Late Late Show yeah what's the drama
1: I know very little I've got a headline level
0: okay apparently the producer apparently the
1: producer quit like two weeks after Kilty joined and now the fucking it's it's chaos backstage
0: well I would say that's maybe there's something good that needed to happen chaos Uh, because uh, like the show has been shit for a long time and I actually watched the first episode with Kilty and I thought it was very good are you trying Um, to
1: get yourself on
0: um, look, I mean, yes If you got an invite to go on, would you go? <laughs> I got I got invited we, we can tell this story because why not I got invited to go on the Late Late uh, Show Wow Yeah, I got invited, I did my German Kuchen video It was so, one of yeah. the big, biggest videos in the world that week Yeah, uh, went viral uh, <laughs> nice. And uh, I got asked to go on the Late Late Show um, And I did, what you do with the Late Late Show when you go on is they interview you beforehand, they ask you what you're going to say they, you know, they kind of pre-prepare. If it's, if you're a comedian, they'll say, "Do you want to just do bits?" I'd never done live comedy before, so this would have been the first mm. ever live comedy. <laughs> Whoa! Which you, and slip. it would have been the Lay late, late show. And I wrote a lot of stuff, and a lot of the stuff I wrote for that actually yeah. ended up in my first set. But I, I did that, and uh, I was like, read "This part. we," were, I was all on the phone because it was fucking COVID and everything. Mm. And then the day before, the Thursday, mm. one of the chieftains dies. Fucking chieftains And they turned the entire Late Late show into a dedication to the guy in the chieftains who ah! dies. I got bumped. I got bumped for a dead chieftain. So uh could you I not mean, just do it next fair, week? Much more important than some like lad who's made a shitty little video. <laughs> could you not just do it next week? Uh, I think that
1: I think that it had
0: moved on. It had moved on. We're over the chieftains. Yeah, yeah. They were they, they, they like I mean to be fair, like some national icon dies. They got to they got a row with yeah. it. Your videos are so funny. Imagine they did that yeah. and now they're like, and that was very awful that he died. Anyway, next we've got a TikTok star. Yeah, who just we can't tell us about the cake yeah. video, Gillian. Yeah. So you,
1: you, you your parents are German, yeah? No, yeah. Ju- just your dad. Well, and, and kind of your mom as well. <laughs> In kind of. <laughs> it would have been shit. I'm very lucky that it didn't happen. I, now I I'm trying like, to get back on, and I'd love to. I love to. I do feel like guilty. interviews that are about like one viral thing are always yeah. so poor. I yeah. feel like Ellen DeGeneres does a lot of like, here's the little kid who fucking mm. filmed his dad uh, falling into the pool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, that was a really good interview. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> um get on. Get me on, man. Get you on Late Late Show Yeah you have to bring me with you okay. <laughs> I want to go on too I can be like your if DJ I ever, If
0: I ever get on your green room Definitely, You should do You're in the green room
1: You should do like You know the way like rappers have DJs
0: Yes Can I I could be the DJ for your stand up Okay Like how would you do that Would you just have a like A, a soundboard behind And anytime yeah. mm-hmm. There was a laugh yeah. track It would be Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could play mm-hmm. it all... When yeah. they bomb <laughs>
1: I could just give a few opinions on things
0: during it's, it's, the show. It's very hard to be a comedian on The Late Late, I think. It's quite it's a notoriously difficult spot to play. It's so, such a... Uh, that's why it was interesting that Kilty went on, because he's like an actual... But his jokes seem to land, so...
1: I always find the, that format weird on any talk show, like whether it's, you know, Conan O'Brien, or, I don't know, fucking... I don't know, any Jimmy of those shows. Kimmel, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Like when they have, like, it, it feels very natural when they're like, and coming up next we have... Coldplay and Coldplay come on and play their new song and it's grand. But when it's like, and now we have this fucking Killian
0: Sunderman who's going to do
1: it. tell jokes for five minutes. Yeah. It's like a bit weird.
0: Yeah. It's like a weird format. It is weird. It is It is really, really weird. Like, it's just uh, not that kind of art form that you can kind of just, because it's so audience interactively. Mm. Like, because a lot of the music acts on those shows, it's always shite. And I don't think any of the music acts like doing it. No one's ever been like, God, do you remember that famous performance that Adele did on the Saturday night show? Mm. It's just like, no, they're 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 always pretty flat. Yeah, Yeah, they're always very, very uh, flat. And like, uh, I mean, I know... Comedians sometimes do well on them, but uh sometimes I it will is be funny. the first one who does well. Just get me on that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get you on. Thank God all the RTE producers listen to the show uh they, just to find out what's going keep their finger on the pulse of society. Man, fuck, we should have actually made it more spooky because they put our
1: they put the same episode we Halloween episode we did on Halloween yes, two that's years true. in a row. Yes,
0: yeah. a friend of the pod, Shannon Featherston, has uh, uh, twice included this pod in the spooky season and I expect to be on it. So we won't make Lay Show, but we'll make um, the RT website. Like RT we have lifestyle. done two years in a row. Will we Will we try to get another one done between now and Halloween? But
1: yeah, make because it even this is scarier. only an intro into This is the transition. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. transition. We'll get so, an even scarier one done because yeah, yeah. I plan
0: on watching a lot of scary films. Okay, well, fuck. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, R- well, fuck. <laughs> No, I mean Mark has to clean his house and get the incense burning, or else he's going to get fucking kicked out of the gas. Yeah, going to get kicked um, out up the ass. <laughs> More like kicked up the bloody ass. We has yeah. got our big boots on. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we didn't talk about how Ireland are playing the rugby. Uh, quick. Any thoughts on on the rugby, Mark? Last Saturday, I watched the second rugby game I've ever watched in my life, and I got to say I enjoyed it. Yeah,
1: uh, I had a good time. Who's your favorite player? Uh, Ring Rose. Yeah, Ring Rose, or as
0: you called him, Ringworm.
1: Yeah, Johnny Ringworm is my favorite player.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Bundy was absolutely playing a blinder there. <laughs> Bundy- I was driving back across driving back across Ireland uh, the other day, and there's a big uh, billboard, I think it's Supermax or something like that, and it's mm. just Bundy and he's got a big burger and it's called Try the Bundy Burger. Oh man. Yeah. But I mean, he probably is making a killing off that. Bundy to Bundy, he's he's really good, a really good player. Anyway, I hope Ireland win. As Mark said in a text, "What a try! Hope they convert the try." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's go, Ireland, let's go, Ireland, and uh, lots of love. And we'll be back with an even spookier episode. Ooh, very soon, okay, okay. very soon. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. Now the moment you've all been waiting for. The- Of work okay can we talk about something other than Hollywood for a change? No well, I don't go to the movies much.
2: If you've seen one you've seen them all. So what's your podcast about? Um the movies?